0: Welcome to episode 229 of Saturday Football on Censor, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. On today's episode, we talk about Ohio State's recent string of good news and get into some SEC coach talk. You can find this show on our website, SaturdayDownSouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live recording of the show every Sunday, just like many of you are now at 8 Eastern Time on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. Lastly, go share the pod with your friends, everybody. And now, here's the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host, Chris. Chris. How we doing, buddy? Good. We're back hey. a
1: little bit. We you got a couple better?
0: feeling better, about... yeah.
1: Feel better. We got we got a couple of uh commits this weekend. Um, Washington transfers, yeah, but they're still commits,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I'm just clarifying. Um, uh, yeah, Bama got a
1: center from what I can tell, he can snap the ball, which is nice.
0: That is always nice, yeah. Um, but I'm
1: doing good, man. How are you?
0: I'm good, man. Uh, got the kids tonight, so uh, just praying that they stay asleep currently. Um, okay. so far, so good, but um. Yeah, man, join the NFL playoffs here while I can. Um, just feel football shortening and shortening every every week. But, uh, yeah, it's been great games today. Um, yeah. The Buffalo game's on right now as we record, but uh, the Detroit-Tampa game was really good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. We'll have, um, we will have a quick show. Up. I know it's halftime of the low-KC game right
1: now. But yeah, not a ton of stuff going on. But it'll be a pretty quick show um <laughs> nice comment from evan in the chat uh big news evan just put it in, in the chat chris saving back on twitter um yeah. who's happier than Marlar? i'm very listen i am very happy um yesterday i was i'm glad we didn't record yesterday i would have had a shit fit on here um oh. but also good news what are you doing for the next 13 days
0: Uh, probably a mixture of work and taking care of my kids.
1: I'll be in Atlanta.
0: Oh yeah. A little extended stay. A little extended stay. A
1: little staycation.
0: Nice. Okay. Well, yeah, I should have some time to get together.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Um, can we talk about, (laughs) what's that?
0: It's like, can we talk about Ohio state?
1: Yeah. What is happening?
0: Dude, they are like, when they add, added Judkins and, like, to a lesser extent, Will Howard, I was like, okay, you know, they they seem to be pretty much all in for next year. This is great. Like, they're going to put together a good right, squad. Yeah. And then, as a surprise to everybody, they land Caleb Downs over UGA, which, you know, I, I'm not as in the mix on Twitter as you, but... um I did see there was a lot of back and forth, uh, a lot of angry Georgia fans at like Georgia journalists or beat writers. Yeah, or, Roddy
1: Nugolsi, we'll say his name. And if you're, if you're, if I said it last week, if you're one of the people in this job and in this arena that had fucking, whatever the opposite of decency is to spread rumors about Terry Steven, Miss Terry having dementia, Roddy speaking to you, you know, get guys, get get better, get better sources. That's all said, because that's the same guy that told you Caleb Downs was already on campus, moving in. That's what I was told on Thursday night at one a.m. Tyler, one a.m. I sent you text.
0: Well, it didn't turn out that way, Chris. He actually went to Columbus.
1: <laughs> Evan Grimes did have a. I can confirm this. He had a very, very good Caleb Downs video. Um so there's a couple of different angles on this that I kind of want to go over. With Ohio State because it's weird. Ohio State, like,
0: well, not to be outdone by the way, Chris. Then they land number one quarterback recruit. Somehow, like, considered a transfer from Bama, although I think he's been been there for like a month. Yeah, and uh, Julian Sayan commits to Ohio State as well. So to just round it all out, and he's
1: he's the number one quarterback recruit in this cycle now for the for the portal, yeah. which is odd because he's. He's been on campus for a month. I think he participated in Rose Bowl practices, um, but that's about it. Um, I mean, by all means, looks good. So, there's, there's several things I want to get into when it comes with, with those specific people. Um, for one, Downs was like I said, so the source that I have from Georgia, I do trust, like, with most things that he said. Mm-hmm. Him, he told me flat out, he said, Downs is already done on campus. They told me figures. I was sold 300,000. I was sold at Ohio State offered 1.1 million. You um, know, if you talk to anybody on three, like they, they were very, very adamant that Caleb Downs was going to be one of the very few non quarterback million dollar players in the portal or out of high school. And you start looking at, like, I, I was saying this last week. I, I said, I have a feeling he's not going to Georgia strictly because. I thought as much as I, if I I tussle like for lack of better words with Georgia fans online, and on this podcast or in real life. I thought Georgia was the best spot for him to go. He I, he is going to be a surefire first round pick, barring mm-hmm. something happening. I think he is going to be a surefire first round pick. That being said, I I think that he, him going to um him going to Georgia would have been the best move. Um. But his dad also is not a fan of Kirby Smart because he he the way he recruited his older brother, Josh Downs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not super shocked by that. I think I was told on Thursday night it was him, and then the next the next day, that Friday, it was going to be Jaheim Otis and Keon Keeley, and they were both going to Georgia. And I woke up, and none of it happened. But in July, And I you texted me, and you're like, it was 11.30. I was like, I'm sleeping in. I don't have to work today. I'm not doing any of this um Evan Grimes I we appreciate you um but it was like you know he 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 was you you exactly you said exactly you were like go back to sleep it's just don't don't even get on the internet it's going to be so bad today
0: <laughs> yeah the say in news was a, was a bummer i mean from what you know about the situation like, from what I have gathered from Twitter is essentially that DeBoer sat down with them. Whatever transpired from that conversation, uh, part of it was probably Austin Mack transferring in from Washington, right. who will be a redshirt freshman next year, so he's a year ahead of uh, Julian. But uh, any insight into what happened there? Because it seemed like it was a pretty quick, like, they met, and then he was in the portal.
1: So what I was told was he was meeting with all these players. There were some people he met, like, I think it was Devonta Smith that said – he met with them for like two hours. Um, from what I was told the to say in thing, they met for like five or ten minutes. Hmm. And I don't know what was said in that meeting, but the result of it, and we all know how it ended up, um, seemed like it was his. him and his family were both pretty upset with that because they had been committed to him for a while. Yeah. Um, they, I think they had already gotten like a $200,000, I don't know if it's a signing bonus or what, but that's what it cost to get into Alabama. And he was like, by all means, most likely going to stay. And, and for Bama you keep thinking of that offense. You're like, that's a really, really good fit for him. Like, if it, if Milrow ends up not being the guy, this is a great spot for a guy like Julian saying, who you know has been talked about as being like a generational type quarterback when it comes to some of the intangibles, like like the accuracy he had. I think he was a, he had one interception his entire season. Um, a really, really good and really, really accurate throw that the, the Elite Eleven MVP, but I think what happened, in my opinion, is I think that Austin Mac, who's a top one recruit, I think he's seventy third overall. He's like a, a good quarterback, and and continue to get rave reviews from Deboer while he was at Washington, despite being redshirted. Mm-hmm. And I think my best guess with that is it seems like this staff and Caleb Deboer specifically, Caleb Deboer specifically, made a commitment to him. And, and made it to him about, like, if you come to Alabama, you will play. And I think that's what happened. And I think, like, I think it just boils down to one of those things where it's, like, we see it a lot of times with staffs and coaching that, like, you're going to bring your guys. And I think in this situation, is going with his guy, even though Julian is a phenomenal recruit. I saw a lot of people that were upset about it, and I, I get why. It's a, it's a top-five national recruit, and a lot of places had him as the number one quarterback in the country. Um. You know, like, I, I think the best thing, what the ideal spot or the ideal thing that would happen out of this is that both sides benefit from it. Saying's going to Ohio State, like you said. Maybe Austin Mack comes in this year or next after, after Morrow's gone um, and competes for a starting job or wins the starting job and, and, and you know, is, is the
0: – they're QB for the next three years. Yeah, I mean – It'll just be another thing that people look back at and either say it was a great move or a bad move. And this is probably going to be a defining conversation, I would say, if Julian Sand goes on to become a star, or maybe he doesn't, and Austin (laughs) Mac does. should be interesting to follow. Um, You mentioned uh, that Ohio State's NIL offer to downs was significantly more than Georgia's. Um, Now there's these rumors going around that the roster for Ohio State is at like $13
1: Wasn't wasn't it this? Isn't this coming from when Ryan Day said that? Um, <laughs> Jason King in the chat. Um, isn't this coming from when, when when Ryan Day said the the cost of the roster management from year to year costs roughly thirteen million? Or did they come out and directly say it's been thirteen million? Neither would I, surprise me.
0: I doubt that it was direct, but yeah. I did see the, the rumors floating around i mean, i guess i guess it just depends i mean i yeah this this i think this stems from back in june of twenty twenty two right when ryan day uh basically told the press that thirteen million was needed from n i l to maintain their roster do you like I would argue that their are their roster is pretty significantly upgraded from twenty twenty two yeah, so Kind of a crazy thing. I mean, who knows? I, I hope, I, I really do hope we can get my buddy that's the head of the collective for Florida State on as a guest this summer to just kind of explain some of the stuff because it's just, it's crazy, man. There's, there's like rules that nobody follows that, or nobody even bothers <laughs> to learn. And it's just the wild west. It is. It,
1: it's, it's like completely, this is like what people have been saying and people get mad when like, when certain coaches have been saying it, but like, a thousand percent of the model of the west, and, and they're not going to change because they're not gonna be, There's the no regulations on,
0: yeah. So it'll be interesting to follow what Ohio State does this year. They still have a couple humps to get over, uh, including yeah. beating, beating Michigan, um, and actually you know winning the Big Ten, which you know looks like they're all in to try to do this year. And I think you know, if they don't win it this year, I, I, I don't like and day is a very good coach. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But if they like if they lose again to Michigan this year, you know, or they don't win the Big Ten again with this roster, right? Like I, Pete, they're going to be asking for his head. I mean, and that's going to be crazy, but you don't want
1: a head from Ryan, Ryan
0: Day. I can tell you that much right now from what yes. I was told
1: on the message boards.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's yeah. fair.
1: Um, let me hold on. Let's, I want to talk about Ryan Day for a second because he's a very polarizing person, apparently. Um, a lot of people really don't like him, and I don't know why. But a lot of people really don't like me, and I and sometimes I don't know why. So um, I get it, I guess. He like, do you just accept that he's he's a unlikable person? Maybe because of the way his beard is colored. But you look at his record. I'm looking at it right now. He's 56 and eight as a coach. 56 yeah. and eight. Okay. Um, his losses. They lost by one point in the Fiesta Bowl in 2019. Um hold on i'm going through it right now. To Clemson. I'm sorry, they lost by six, Yeah, six points. Um to number three Clemson in the uh in the Control playoff. That's his first loss as a head coach. 2020 they have one loss to Alabama by 28 in the national championship. So again making the playoffs. 2021, he has two losses. A uh, seven-point loss to number 12, Oregon, and a beating from Michigan um, in that one. 2022, Tyler, they have uh, – let's see here. I'm just going through the regular season losses he has. And
0: so well, far, I,
1: I'm through – The Georgia playoff game. So he lost the Georgia playoff game by one point, lost to Michigan again that year. His losses as a head coach, Right. His losses as a head coach have been to a team that's either won uh, the nat- he has his eight losses three of them to teams to teams that have won the national championship. I think six of the eight are teams that have made the College World Playoff. I, I think he's a really good coach. I'm-, I'm very confused as to why people don't think that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think people are waiting for them to to get over that hump. Um, yeah. I mean, the expectations are high at a school like Ohio State. I mean, there's not many schools in the country that have more expectations year to year, uh, probably yeah. a handful. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are saying, yeah, look, like you do have those losses and those are good teams you lost to, but, like, we'll start winning some of those yeah. for a change. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. You know, it happens all the time in college football. Um, you see good catch coaches let go because expectations are so high and you can't meet them um but yeah, it should be interesting to watch them this year they're they're one of the more fascinating programs i think going into twenty twenty four yeah completely agree um auburn d c position
1: what the fuck is happening
0: there? I don't know why don't you tell the audience
1: i I'm so confused because apparently d j friin Durkin- is yeah. being is rumored to be the next guy and that that's a guy that has really killed it as a defensive coordinator so and when i say it, I mean an actual human being because he was responsible for the death of a human being so glad that he was not an Alabama's staff um but dj durkin pretty trash human being in my opinion i mean a kid died i don't mean to laugh but it's like the fact that this guy is just becoming like a will mush but just getting jobs no matter what is crazy to me. But, you no, know, so the, the main thing I was confused about is that it's rumored that he is going to be named the defensive coordinator at Auburn. <laughs> Thanks, Creston. Um Kristen Saban back on Twitter. Just a phenomenal day. Um, no, but so him him uh, being named the D.C., if it happens, if it happens. I was confused because Charles Kelly was, I thought it was already named the D.C. He's named the co-D.C. So they Auburn named a co-D.C. Before he could be co anything with anyone?
0: That's what it appears, yeah. How the fuck does that happen? Well, maybe it was always in the works.
1: If you were if you were applying for a job and, and you were they were like, listen, you're gonna be the assistant manager, and they're like, Oh, is the manager position open? Like, yeah, yeah, it is. Well, who's the manager? We don't have one yet. You're gonna be his assistant. I feel like that's insulting to say the least.
0: Yeah, but if they're both co, then they're on the same level. Okay.
1: So, so he wasn't good enough to take it? the job. I mean, either way, I think it's a good hire. I like Charles Kelly a lot. Not DJ Durkin, yeah. Charles Kelly. Um, I think he's going to do a great job, especially from a recruiting standpoint. He did a really, really good job. Um, at times, I think, dealing with uh, with the Southern Colorado, I think he did a good job from a culture standpoint. That defense was was pretty bad, um, and that offensive line was really bad as well, which I nothing to do with him, but... I think he's going to be very good at that position in Auburn. I'll
0: say that. Yeah. No, he was, uh, I know he, he coached at Bama. Um, he also coached at Florida state Was a really good recruiter. A lot of yeah, really good Southern ties. Um, I, he was our DC for a year. I didn't love him as a DC. Um, so maybe that's why you bring in Durkin. That's maybe a little bit stronger on the, on the field stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, that's, I think, look, you could argue all you want about DJ Durkin as a person, but I think he's a pretty good DC.
1: He, I mean, he had good numbers at, at what do you call it, this year? At, um, at A&M this year, for, across the board, it seemed like. I mean, that team was stacked, yeah. too, defensively. Um, but I think that's one thing, too, that, that Auburn has kind of struggled with in recent years where it's like, they, they were pretty good under Derek Mason, but they had some, like, really good players in certain spots, but they haven't had a defense that's been, like, solid across the board, Kind of like when they had Kevin Steele there for for you know, they he, they were a top twenty defense for four years in a row. Um, they haven't been like that consistent. So I, think, I I think it's it would be a good hire. To say, it's a it's gonna reel
0: back the whole little
1: high ground you think you sit on down there in the plains. I'll just I'll just continue to say that.
0: A couple questionable personalities to say the least on that staff.
1: Yeah. No more Cadillac
0: either. Huh? No more Cadillac either.
1: Yeah. And for reasons that are also questionable. So there's that.
0: I haven't heard that. We won't get oh. into it. If it's
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. When, they, when it comes out, I can't wait to talk about it. Because it is, anytime co-ed is involved oh, in god. any kind of story, it's always super oh, fun. Oh god. What do we got next?
0: Um, the Bama Showed staff. How's the Bama staff coming together? What are your thoughts on the hires?
1: You know, it's a staff. It's been. It's, um, no, I think I think the staff is. Uh, um, I think the staff is is coming around fine. Like here's the bottom. Line. I think I think he him bringing in everyone from the offensive side is perfect to me. Ryan Williams was on campus all weekend, which is a massive, massive thing. Um, there were several people uh, around the program that said he was very, very excited. To be there. We also, can, we gotta fucking. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be a boomer here or rain on anyone's parade or, or tell kids not to have fun. But Roll Tide Willie is the weirdest fucking phenomenon I've seen at BAM in quite some time. Remember back in the day, like the glory days when you had like the twins that wore the houndstooth hats and stuff. That was way better.
0: That was. Now that was we this way like
1: better. cockeyed homeless dude that doesn't wear shoes. Just screaming, don't give a piss about nothing but the tide. And I thought it was funny like three years ago.
0: It is a great quote, I must say.
1: It's a great quote. It's a great quote. We use acronyms in the group chats all the time. Shout out Cody Kirk. But it's also, it's so weird. (laughs) It's so weird. They're like, hey, listen, we have a almost invaluable level recruit in this cycle. We have to have. Who should we bring around? Should we get Brighton here? Should we reach out to any of like our old players like Julio or Devonta? Devonta one of the Heisman, of Mark Cooper. He's had a great year, too. They all play the same position. What if we get that homeless dude, Willie, to
0: come in? Yep, he's the closer.
1: Yeah, he's the closer. Had him go in the corner and butt chug a few Miller-like tall boys and have ourselves a date. Um, <laughs> I just I, – anyway, I think that part's weird. But Ryan Williams really had a great visit. Uh he was, he was wearing some shirt that said Blitz, Bama Blitz, which is another Roll Tide Willie really saying. Um, hey, get it while I, you can, Willie. You, did you see that Dave Portnoy came out and said he's going to finish his house for him? I did see that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Maybe I'm just a boomer. I don't know. Um, but the staff itself, I know the receivers coach from Washington, he's been on campus for a week now. He has not been labeled the receivers coach. Um but I think that's all, all signs are pointing to that. You know, the defensive, the defensive staff is, I think the thing that will still be interesting. Um, and, and I'm also kind of leaning towards this Tyler. It's like, I don't, but whoever they announce, I don't think it's going to be impressive to anyone outside of Tuscaloosa. Um, I don't think that it's going to be, impressed with anyone outside of Tuscaloosa. It doesn't really matter. I think I trust Boar the way he's built steps in the past um, and the success he's had as a head coach. I, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for get to uh, get to spring practice. I know
0: So the guy from Buffalo, is he not the DC? Who's the DC? They, they don't a have DC. Oh, so they hired a co before the real thing.
1: No, no they hired the DC first. He's like the co DC or who maybe he was a co DC. I don't, I don't fucking know. He's from Buffalo. Um, <laughs> But no, uh Womack, Kane Womack, is the is the defensive coordinator. He's from South Alabama. He was the coach there.
0: That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> no. So now that we've had all this shuffling around and there's still maybe some left, you know, depending on what happens at Michigan and the resulting moves from there. Got me thinking, you got the new new teams coming in mm-hmm. uh, next year, Saban's gone. What is your current top five SEC coach ranking? Obviously Kirby's okay. gonna be one. No, he would not be actually. Okay.
1: Good. I mean he's listen. Alabama's won the SEC championship for three of the last four years. People forget that, Tyler. No, Kirby would definitely be number one. Kirby's definitely number one. Um I just want to put up a little factoid for you. Um I would have him at one. I would have to have, and this is gonna be an unpopular opinion, but when you look at the actual stats, the, the people the person I want to put it to is Steve Sarkeesian. I can't do that because he's 0-2 against Kalen Devore in the last however many years. So at two, I would put Kalen Devore, And it, it's strictly – we're talking about coaching on the field, right? hmm yeah. Well, okay, so yeah. I mean, uh,
0: I'm probably bringing everything together.
1: I'm still putting it to so fuck off. Um, okay. putting, I'm putting Sark at three. I really – Actually, I would put Brian Kelly at three, Sark at four, just because of the consistent long-term success that Brian Kelly's had. Um, I think those two programs are trending really, really upward, too. Um, And I think both of them are going to have a good chance at getting uh, shots in on on Bama this year, especially. So Kirby, DeBoer, Kelly, Sark at five.
0: It's tough because you got Drinkwitz. Mm-hmm had a great year. You have Kiffin, Hugh Freeze. I think that's probably the list. I mean, maybe Mark Stoops, but I think we've kind of discussed that he's maybe falling a tear for us.
1: Yeah. I, I would have to put... The, the five spot for me would probably be between I mean, you can throw in Mike Elko because the, the early success that Duke has had when he was there, getting to nine wins in year one. I think they had eight this year. True. Um or, I mean, Heifel's had success where he's gone. Um, I think for me, I would probably say I would have to go with – I I guess I would go with Kiffin. I would go with Kiffin, I think, because of the fact that he's had two 10-win seasons in the last three years. He got to 11 wins this year for 1st in program history. The 10-win season thing is very, very big. They've they've been to two or six bowls in the last three years. They hadn't been they hadn't had a 10-1 season, I think, since like 2003. Before that, it was like 1963. So that's a really, really big deal. Um, or maybe they had one in 2016, but it had been, been a minute. Um, the person I would have him up there with maybe is Hugh Freeze, but he just did not – he didn't do a great job this year, man. And and I think hypo, I, like, I, would, I would almost argue you could put hypo on Freeze right now.
0: Yeah, I think I'd still go Freeze because I think – is more of a projection of where I think Auburn's headed, um, but you think Auburn's in
1: a better, like, in a better trajectory than um, than Tennessee.
0: Well, Tennessee's got the quarterback right now. I mean, right. so we think we'll see how he does. Um, but I do love the talent that that Freeze is building, especially at the skill positions. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably go. To, I'd probably go hypel right now over, over freeze.
1: You. Know, you know what's crazy too is the the offensive firepower the Tennessee's bringing in. See Mike Matthews. He won like the Polynesian High School, uh, whatever <laughs> American game it was. Um, that was weird because it was like a lot of Polynesian and Hawaiian players, and they were like Mike Matthews from Parkview High School. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. It's just, we talked about it a lot, but it, it is really, really deep. I mean, who would be your top five?
0: Yeah, I'd go Kirby one. Uh, I kind of would look at mine a little bit different in terms of like the whole package of like bringing in players and all that. I'd probably go Sark two at this point. Mm. DeBoer, probably three. I may go, uh, kiffin and drink over kelly right now really yeah i think i think Why? i think that well ole miss beat lsu straight up this year didn't they i mean
1: yeah by six in like a 55 to 49 game
0: yeah and i think that they're they've done a great job of positioning themselves better for next year than lsu has um, really yeah ole miss okay yeah and, uh, and I, th- I just think Drink, like, he kind of took Missouri from no one really expected much from them to beating Ohio State in a New Year's Six Bowl. Granted, I wasn't the whole Ohio State team, but still. Um, and they've done a surprisingly good job with, uh, like, NIL and bringing in high-level recruits. So... I don't know. And I, I just don't know that Kelly, I think Kelly's gonna be if, if Michigan opens, I think Kelly's gonna take the job. I do think that. I, I don't
1: I don't know how realistic that is, but I don't think you're wrong about that. Although I'm pretty sure I'm looking this up right now to be on the safe side, but I'm pretty sure, yeah. Do you know how many this was the fourth season that Drinkwitz has been at Missouri? Do you know how many winning seasons he's had? One. Just one. Yeah. That's a bold move to put him ahead of a guy that's won two hundred and six something games.
0: Yeah, I mean LSU. Cool I think uh, LSU kind of underperformed last year.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they did win ten games. I think you're. I think you're. You're right to an extent. Um, that's all I got, man. I, that's a pretty yeah. pretty good show. I think. Um, uh, against your your liking, we're going to continue to do two shows until we get to super bowl um they'll probably be a little bit shorter and we'll we'll, you know i mean maybe you will do one if if there's like a a super slow week um but fully expect jim harbaugh to leave michigan this week from what we've been told or seen at least um sorry Devin grimes uh but one fun thing about it is what we can get into more since it's the off season we can get into more of y'all's questions so willie Evan, even Jason King, throw out questions. How's the Cody built? Throw out as many questions as you want, um, and we'll, we'll get to those as well. So, um, good quick episode, man.
0: Yeah, man, this is fun. Yeah. Good luck on the rest of the Bama hires. We'll be back, give me a shout guys. when you get in town.
1: I will be there tomorrow. So, all
0: right, man. All right, good job, guys. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, remember five stars, iTunes, Apple, Spotify. You know the drill. Thanks for tuning in live everyone in the chat. We really appreciate it. Thanks for the super chats. Those of you that gave some super chats and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Bye everybody.